1: That's 800-278-1738. Welcome
2: aboard another edition Sports Overnight America. Cross country on iHeart and TuneIn Radio and around the globe on the American forces radio network Thursday into a football Friday and a football weekend. You could call this the weekend edition. We get an early start on it. Marty Terrell along the way, Dominic Jimenez produces and co-host Charlie Gibbons coming up. We'll talk some football. There is a lot to throw around as uh, we roll into a, you know, it's just a great weekend. I mean, the divisional round, I mean, you can't make it up. I mean, it's just the quality of games, uh, and I understand. Listen, we got three near double-digit favorites. We could this could be blowout city just like last week. Something tells me it won't be. Now, weather could play a factor. We'll get into that probably more so tomorrow because you start shooting week- weekend forecasts on a Thursday. It's a little more hit and miss day before the Saturday games. I think you know Santa Clara is not going to be an issue, but there could be some weather. Baltimore, all eyes there, and especially if they're talking about the wind, that could really be an equalizer. That won't hurt Baltimore. It will really hurt the Texans. But Baltimore's not that great against the run either. So we'll see what's up the sleeves of uh, the coaching staff. And, I mean, listen, the Houston staff is just, uh, I mean, D'Amico Ryans has done a coach of the year type of job. Now, Campbell's probably going to get it. I'm not big into, you know, you don't need postseason awards to put an exclamation point. You know in your heart whether you've done a great job. And if it's worthy of coach of the year, fine. If it's not, you know, you've done a hell of a job. I'd I'd hold D'Amico Ryan's body of work. In his rookie campaign with the Texans, I'd hold it up against anybody. He's done a phenomenal job. And maybe they're – maybe just maybe they're lying in the weeds. C.J. Stroud, what a coming-out party he has had. And, boy, could he take it to another level. I mean, can you imagine back-to-back weeks you pick off the Browns who – were, recall, a slight favorite, and then you go into Baltimore and you knock off Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, listen, they got to play the games. We look forward to it. We are presented by American Premium Vodka. And you can uh, see it, order it, can't taste it until you get it, AmericanPremiumVodkaStore.com. By Vanguard Utility Partners, Randy Byrne, and a good shout-out to well, I'll do the shout-out in a moment. I'll hold you through the break. We'll come back here. It's Marty and Don. Charlie waiting in the wings on Sports Overnight. Keep it here. I
3: told her, yeah. get with the program. I'll get play like a slow
4: jam. Oh, this ain't regular, regular. I ain't nothing that you settle for. No. Nice try, wrong guy.
0: Maybe next time.
1: That's 800-788-1495.
4: We all love children, and many of us have an old car, truck, or van in the driveway. Find the Children has a great way for you to put your unwanted vehicle to good use. Keep listening every year thousands of kids go missing. Trust me, it's a parent's worst nightmare. When a child goes missing every moment counts and you need all of the help you can get. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to locating missing children and bringing them home safely. You can help support their mission by donating your car, truck, van or SUV. A towing company will come and pick up your car for free, running or not. And the donation of your car is tax deductible. Your help is providing the funds they need to continue their services. Call now. Donate your old vehicle to find the children and get free pickup. Here's the number.
1: 800-670-7830. 800-670-7830. 800-670-7830. That's 800-670-7830.
0: I'm Chelsea, and a little thing I like about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich is, I think it's just a perfect combination of ingredients. The pepper jack cheese and the spiciness of the sandwich. It's the right type of spice and the right amount of spice. It's crunchy on the outside, but then really tender on the inside. And then, obviously, the pickles on the bottom are iconic. There are too many things I like about it. I don't know if I could finish the thought. Bring on the spice and order the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonial.
2: All right. Good shout out here. Good shout out on a weekend edition Thursday and Friday Sports overnight America here on Sports Byline. Again, I heart tune in and around the globe on American Forces Radio. Good friend of not only myself, but the program, Mark Riley, at Kylar Investments in Clive, Iowa. I want to give them a shout out. Um, been a ba- good backer of this program here uh, in the heartlines, uh, heartland. Uh, so Mark Riley, Charlotte Riley, and the whole Riley clan. So away we go with Kylar Investments. So give him a little shout out there. All right, let's get Dom in here. He's, he's ready to go. And, you know, Dom, I like you for a lot of reasons. I respect you for even more. You know, you're not, you're not saying that, uh, you know, the, let's start with Green Bay in San Francisco, not necessarily in your backyard, but down the road a bit uh, at Levi in Santa Clara. I mean, the Niners are gonna to have to come out and play a hell of a football game because they got a hot quarterback they're going up against. you you know, you you see a few little, I won't call them weaknesses, but maybe some little pressure points of vulnerability with the heavily favored Niners. I do want to talk about the Iowa State kid in the quarterback, Brock Purdy. Last time we saw him in a playoff situation, uh, we, we saw him basically tear up his arm, and that was the end of the Niners. Uh, in that game at Philadelphia last year, but you know you you see a a, a fairly competitive game, Green Bay at San Francisco. Let's start right that uh, right there. That's the late game Saturday night. Let's hear. Go ahead.
4: It's it's hard. It it depends so much because this is one of those kind of games that can vary wildly in one in results. Uh, you can have a 49ers blowout. You could have a close game. You could even have a Packers win. I don't think the Packers anyway are gonna blow out the 49ers, but th- there are different elements at play. The 49ers vulnerable to the outside run. Packers very good running the ball on the outside on stretches and powers and stuff like that. Aaron Jones is healthy and running like crazy. 49ers struggle with mobile quarterbacks. Jordan Love, not a runner, but he's very athletic. He can get away. That could be a problem. The Packers have both large and And small, quick receivers. you got a Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. You've also got uh, Dontavious Wick. And you've got Jaden Reed. You've got weapons all over the place. And over the middle, the 49ers are a little bit vulnerable. So there are elements here where the 49ers coming off the bye are going to have to be ready to go because, A, there are some things the Packers do that match up well against the 49ers. And, B... The Packers are hot, like you said. So I I think it's going to ultimately be a, a game where the Packers cover. I think it opened at like nine and a half or something like that. I'm not giving advice. I'm just I think it's going to be a one to two score game. It could be a huge blowout, though. It, it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers just take it to the Packers because the 49ers, everything that the Packers, I've said it, I think, like this week, the everything that the Packers did where they thrived against the Cowboys, the 49ers match up with them better than Dallas did. So uh, a lot of varying uh, options and results. It all depends on how, this is going to sound stupid and mildly cliched, but how ready are the 49ers to go uh, coming off the bye week?
2: You know, it's interesting too, you know, I looked at preseason publications this year and I like to look at these after, you know, you have a chance to go back. You know, they always say hindsight's 2020 headline in this particular one was only the quarterback can hold back the 49ers. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but you know, Bosa, look at, they've had three defensive players of the year, lifetime in that organization, Dion Stubblefield, and Bosa. He's a beast. Uh, that did Warner. I mean, this is a very good defensive team, but let's go to the other side of the ball and address that. Only the quarterback can hold the Niners back. I don't see that. I really don't. And maybe I'm a a little skewed and see things through, you know, Iowa state cyclone colored glasses, but listen, if everything's good and they protect him, he's got so many damn weapons. And he's also got Christian McCaffrey to carry the ball, swing passes to him out of the backfield uh, tight end. Uh, wide outs. I mean, they just keep coming at you. So I don't know. I think the the Packers will have to have love to continue the hot streak and somehow their defense has to get to Purdy. Because if they don't, it could be a rollicking, almost a rocking chair affair for Brock Purdy against the Packers. Because I don't think their secondary is all that great. What do you have to say about that? Let's hear.
4: So everything that you just highlighted to an extent it is Brock Purdy that can hold them back. We know Shanahan can scheme a run game. We know that. He he's done it with far lesser running backs than Christian McCaffrey over the course of his career, not just with the 49ers. We know he can scheme a run. It's whether Brock Purdy can make the plays to get the ball into the hands of his guys. All of these playmakers he have, we, we has. We mentioned the I mentioned just now all the Packers players of the 49ers see that and they raise you some all pros there. Um, sure. can Purdy get them the ball? That's And obviously part of that's the offensive line giving him enough time, but it's also Purdy riding, rising to the occasion and performing and getting the ball in their hands. You don't want another situation like you had with the Ravens. Now I'm not calling the Packers defense the Ravens defense. I'm not calling the Packers the Ravens at all. But we've seen vulnerabilities when Brock Purdy just doesn't have it. It, 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 that's a fact, over the course of the season they lost, what, four, uh, three, three games, I think, four games, whatever it might be, and some of them were because of Brock Purdy And now, but and now no convers- conversely no the defense also has to do what they need to do to put Brock Purdy because I, I think as very, very, very good I'm not going to push it to great but as very, very good as Brock Purdy is, he's not the greatest and this is just based on the track record, at chasing points when he's down 14-plus points where he has to throw, 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 and you can't completely rely on Christian McCaffrey. Now, to be fair, you can say that about a lot of quarterbacks. It's not me just picking on Brock Purdy. But he doesn't chase points well. That's not the way this offense is engineered. So if the 49ers' defense can calm down the Packers' offense and allow the 49ers' offense to... To do what they do best, I don't think the Packers have a chance.
2: Interesting. I still think if they protect Purdy, though, and and he doesn't make stupid, uh, stupid passes, he's had a lot of tip balls. I don't know if it's his height or his arm angle but they do a lot of scouting. He's had a lot of, I'm looking at some of the uh, things that I've read today. He's got a lot of, a lot of times defenders get their hands on the football. I think there's a lot of pressure on birdie, uh, birdie, Purdy. I think there is, there just is, but listen, we only got a few more minutes in this segment. I want to jump over to Baltimore. I checked the weather, sunshine, 24 degrees, 0% chance of rain. However, some wind, you know, you, you, watch watched D'Amico Ryan's in San Francisco, Dom, he's done a phenomenal job. He's now in the deep end of a shark infested pool. There's no doubt about it, but I'll tell you right now, the kid can flat out play. He is a rookie, but he's playing like a seasoned veteran. CJ Stroud, Houston. You give him a puncher's chance on Saturday?
4: Oh, absolutely. I already told you. That's my upset special of the week. Uh, I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to take my Baker Mayfield, almost calling his exact stat line, and the Buccaneers win. I'm not even going to double down. This is like a quintuple down by saying, I think the Texans can beat the Ravens. Um, but especially if the wind really does become a factor, like I mentioned, it's going to have to be a Devin Singletary game, at least early on. The Ravens are vulnerable against the run. We, we, we've seen what happens when they can just pin their ears back and get after the quarterback in passing situations, I love a la the 49ers. So if the Ravens – excuse me, not the Ravens. If the Texans can have some success on the ground – now, again, Devils, Devin Singletary, not a great running back, but he's been playing well, and the offensive line has been run blocking well for him lately. No question. If they can no establish question. the run, then I think that changes the entire game. If they don't have success on the ground with Singletary and Damian Pierce – I think the Texans are in deep trouble. Because, yes, C.J. Stroud is very good, especially by rookie standards, but I don't want to be chasing 21 points, having to throw, 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 throw in the second half against Baltimore.
2: I want to make one more point because we don't get a minute left. Were they were they ill-served by blowing out the Browns? Would it have been better for them to win a tight game against the Browns? And do they get lulled into – not overconfidence, but were they ill-served by the blowout win over Cleveland, or is I, it the other way
4: around? I Let's think because it. of that coaching staff, not a chance that they're going to get over an, an overinflated sense of ego. Uh, the way D'Amico Ryan's carries himself, the way he – I imagine he's – commanding that team's attention in the locker room i think they'll take that blow out say we're for real we deserve to be here let's go do this i think they'll be nice and focused
2: gonna be interesting all right good job dominic jimenez dom's download presented by vanguard utility partners randy Byrne. Going a shout out to mark riley and charlotte riley uh good friends kylar investments clive iowa and And by American Premium Vodka, you can uh, purchase a bottle online, AmericanPremiumVodkaStore.com. And when you do, from the sale of every single bottle, a dollar goes to the American Legion. Great, great move. We're coming back on Byline.
4: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027.
1: 392 7027 That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details.
2: All right, here we go, weekend edition, a Thursday into a football Friday, then the weekend will roll along with the fifth quarter takeover. Saturday night we'll have game action on Saturday night. Uh, Man, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be Green Bay, San Francisco. And, Charlie, that's where I'm going to start with you. Um, You know, the the Packers, uh, you know, Devontae Wyatt, I think he should kind of quiet down here a little bit, but, you know, he's he's talking and the media is listening. Uh, The Green Bay defensive lineman says, look, we put pressure on uh, Purdy. Uh, He can't handle it. He throws the ball short, overthrows, throws behind people. You put pressure on him, there'll be a lot of picks. I'll guarantee you we'll get a turnover if we get pressure on Brock Purdy. What do you say about the former Cyclone signal caller who, by the way, statistically, according to Pro Football Focus, it doesn't – Wyatt's statement kind of just, you know, listen – It just falls on deaf ears because it's not factually true, but 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. He did have a four-pick game, but he's got guys like McCaffrey, Ayuk, Samuel, and Kittle all over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. He's got a lot of weapons. So two-part question. Pressure on Purdy, and is the pressure for Purdy going to be, if anything he does bad, it might be self-inflicted. Last year it was injury. Size up Purdy for me as he goes up against the red-hot Packers Saturday night in Santa Clara. Let's go. Let's hear.
3: All right. Uh, first thing, uh, there's a former Hawkeye that plays on the Packers, Lucas Van Ness, and he is very familiar with Brock Purdy. The last college game that Brock Purdy played against the Iowa Hawkeyes, he threw for four interceptions and was benched in the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, but – all that being said, yeah, name me a quarterback that does act good under pressure or likes the pressure. Because I, I don't know one. Maybe, maybe Lamar Jackson or or Patrick Mahomes. They're oh, okay with yeah. with feeling pressure. But other than that, yeah, I I can't think of another quarterback that that thrives or feeds off of being pressured. So Brady didn't like it. Manning didn't like it. Rodgers doesn't like it. Nobody likes the pressure. So I understand what he's saying. uh, But I I think that holds true for for 95 percent of the quarterbacks in the NFL. So. All right. I'm. Yeah. I'm
2: going to make a statement here, though, and I think there's some validity to this. And I put a lot of thought into this and I'm not going to get carried away here, but I really want to. I'll tell you what Purdy reminds me of. And just slow down because this guy's in the Hall of Fame. But Kurt Warner had a lot of weapons with those Rams. Greatest show on turf, so on and so forth. Well, you know what? The numbers equal up. He had four. Plus, he had Marshall Falk carrying the ball. McCaffrey is pretty damn good. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I see comparisons there. All that I'm saying is the offensive line protects him. Purdy's job is to just don't screw it up. You've got a lot of elite tools to play with here. Do you see it that way any comparison to what Warner had and now you spin ahead 25 years in here 23 years and here we go with Brock Purdy with an elite offensive attack let's hear
3: Yeah, yeah absolutely and he's got probably one of the best left tackles in the game as well So with Trent Williams so I, I I think I think Purdy's going to be fine I really do I think he's matured grown up a lot since since his college days obvi- obviously uh, I think uh, shanahan is a much better play caller in regards to knowing what uh, Brock does good and knows and, and he's good at scheming against defenses so i I understand what 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 Wyatt or is saying from Green Bay but but honestly I think Purdy's going to be fine and they do they got a ton of weapons so who knows maybe he's just fi- trying to fire his team up but at the same time what what does Green Bay have have to lose what is he uh, that I mean you talk about a team playing with house money they're the seventh seed for God's sakes right, and they right, weren't even I, supposed I, to be I, here it's Jordan loves first year you know I mean this guy's thinking they're they're probably going to be in the NFC championship for the next five years now
2: Charlie you can't get any better Charlie Gibbons fifth quarter takeover here on a football uh, Thursday into a Friday part of the weekend edition Charlie you, you can't script it any better Look what's going on with Houston. C.J. Stroud, what a way to start. Upset story. They're going to Baltimore, okay? Two quarterbacks, one rookie, another guy that's going to be the MVP for the second time in his career. But I'm telling you right now, Dom's already called Texans a uh, huge upset. I mean, I don't know about that. You know what I do know, though? I don't see the Texans get blown out because they got enough of a run game and an offensive line that has just played at a higher level than anyone suspected. And C.J. Stroud has game-managed like like a veteran. And I was just more concerned. I wish they were tested more by Cleveland to prepare for Baltimore. But they didn't. They blew them off the field. D'Amico Ryans, you could make a strong case for Coach of the Year. Texans-Baltimores, what chance do you give them? And if so, what do they have to do other than the obvious? And that's outscore Baltimore in their building, Inner Harbor-Baltimore. We kick off the playoff weekend. Let's hear
3: I, I got to say, I, I would lean, uh, I would lean with Dom on this one. I, I actually think that the Texans do have a really good chance of upsetting the Ravens. Uh, why? Why? For, why? Why? Okay, so here's the thing. they had the, the Texans are young, and you just said you wish they were tested more. I think sometimes with a younger team, it's more about confidence. And coming off that mm-hmm. Cleveland game, these guys got a ton of confidence. Now maybe they're not smart enough to not know what they don't know, but the confidence means everything. So really, I, I think it's it's set up perfectly for Houston in this situation to come in. The Ravens, yeah, I'm sure they're you know they're veteran enough and and they're going to be healthy, but there's going to be that little bit of rust even with a week off. So. I actually think that this is a good spot. What chance do I give them? Honestly, Marty, I'm saying they got a 50-50 shot. Wow. That's
2: a that's a, you and Dom man are, these are these are these are ballsy statements. I'll I'll just say it. I'm gonna say it to what it is. Now, here's what I'm worried about. Let me just be glass half empty. You guys are at glass half full. I'm going half empty. I just worry that CJ Stroud doesn't answer the wake up call to the bright lights a hostile environment at MT Bank Stadium Inner Harbor Baltimore Maryland on Saturday and they get to him he gets frustrated and this thing gets out of control we're 21 set we're 21-6 at the half we're 28-13 after 3 and we're thirty-five twenty final good night drive safe. I'm just worried, Charlie. If they don't get off to a good start and he gets rattled and gets spooked a little bit, they've got zero chance. So fifty fifty, that's fine. But they better get off to a good start. If they get if they get behind, they're gonna get crushed. Let's hear
3: ah. Marty, the kid can spin the ball. And and if you're asking me, the oh, bright lights I know. was oh. the, the, the bright lights was last weekend. That, that nah, was yeah, it. Just, that, yeah. That's your introduction? Ah, come on, he's a rookie quarterback. He, nobody even expected him. I remember when we were talking midseason, nobody even thought they were going to win four games, for God's sakes. Now, here they are. They won the division. They're in the playoffs. They won their first playoff game. I mean, so I I don't think it's too big for these kids now. These, these kids, they go through all this stuff. I mean, they're all about building their – their brand and everything else. I mean, today's generation of athletes, they come up trying to bring more attention to themselves, doing everything they can to promote and bring attention to themselves. So bright lights are what they want, not what they're scared of.
2: And I, I I hear that, but I I, I will, I will dispute you on beating Cleveland. They were in their own building. They won their division. They were the, they got the benefit of the home crowd, the home field. I'm going to, I, I just can't compare that despite the enormity of that win, which was eyebrow arching. I mean, we all sat here going, what, what is going on here? Now you're headed to the hostility of Baltimore against what soon's going to be a two time MVP quarterback. And I'm telling you, he's going to drive that Texan defense nuts. And it's going to be a little windy, yes. and that's only going to make it easier on Lamar, in my opinion. Go ahead.
3: Hey, we don't even know what the weather's going to be like out there this weekend, but I can't imagine that the environment's going to be that hostile. I, I think the weather's probably going to take the cake on the hostility this weekend. So, man, I, I'm telling you, Marty, the, these kids, they got confidence, and what they don't know can't hurt them. So yeah. they're going in there and 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 they're they're gonna I think they're gonna go play for play and and, and if uh, honestly you look at just a pure passer, Stroud's ten times better than Lamar. What makes Lamar so great is his improv and his and his ability to be able to to, to scramble while he's back there. I mean, his whole highlight reel this year is him standing in the pocket and moving around from sideline to sideline for eight or nine seconds. Totally agree. Before, he, he, before he's, he's got to throw the ball. Right. Right. So, and D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive coach. He's going to have a game plan to, to deal with Lamar.
2: Yeah, trying to figure out Lamar. Yeah, that's like doing that. You know what? That's like doing a Rubik's cube blindfolded. I mean, Lamar Jackson. Anyways, we got a minute. You sit tight. You better have your Detroit defense ready to go, because I'm taking it to the woodshed. Number one. Number two. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. We got Bills, Chiefs to take us right to bedtime Sunday night. But we got coaching stuff. We got Goofy Harbaugh out there. Vrabel looks like he's closing in on the Chargers job. There's just a lot going on. So, Charlie, you sit tight. We're coming back here across the country on iHeart and TuneIn Radio around the globe. All our servicemen and women enjoy this big divisional round of the playoffs this Saturday and Sunday. And stay with us here on Sports Byline. Coming right back.
0: Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my court. Thanks to treating my skin and joints with Skyrizi, Kizimab Rizom, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults. Nothing is everything. Sky helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more.
1: That's
0: 800-211-6008. What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem, and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-771-4125. That's 800-771-4125. 800-771-4125. 800-771-4125. 800-771-4125. 800-771-4125. All right, talking the world of sports, we're
2: talking more NFL football. We'll get to uh, Charlie, who uh, Charlie Gibbons' fifth quarter takeover as we get ready uh, for this weekend here in the Weekend Edition, presented by American, excuse me, American Premium Vodka. Uh, my headset got tangled up here. Uh, and away we go, Charlie. I, I just, I'll uh, make a statement here. Uh, I think this is the, one of the most inter- interesting games. Uh, and, and you were right. Uh, opposing teams, uh, other players are saying, the last place you want to go and keep your hearing in check is Ford field. They say it is so intimidating, loud, um, but, you know, these are professional football players. But, you know, this is kind of a matchup between Goff and Mayfield uh, as quarterbacks that were given up on. I mean, Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns, waved the white flag and said adios. Uh, the Rams said, hey, you know what? You got to a Super Bowl. We didn't win. Uh, we're going to go out. and We got Matthew Stafford from Detroit. Two motivated quarterbacks. Let's start right there. Goff and Mayfield. This is the cast off matchup among these two quarterbacks. Let's hear. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, uh, I think I think Baker has, has made a lot of improvements. And, and I think for Baker, most of his has been the personal improvements just about how he handles himself and carries himself as, as a professional. And, and you can't be you can't be the starting quarterback for an NFL team. And popping off in a press conference uh, after mm-hmm. a game and saying some of the just the crazy stuff that he was saying, and and from everything that I've seen so far uh, this year, he's he's matured. He's not he's not making those types of of remarks, and he's acting more like a leader on and off the field. So I think that's helped him out tremendously, and and I'm happy for him because. Personally, just as a football fan, I, I like Baker as a player. I like his guts. I like his his grit and his determination and, and he's the type of guy that when you watch him, you know he's leaving everything he's got out on the field. And and I so I appreciate and respect that about him. Uh, both the
2: coordinators, Ben Johnson, offensive and defense coordinator, Aaron Glenn, are 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 very much prominently mentioned with some of these openings. I don't like that distraction at all. I really don't, Charlie. I don't have anything historically to throw into the soup here to back up my point. I just don't like it. I really don't. They should be, and I think they are, fully concentrating on the task at hand. But what a distraction. Do you have any problem with that at all, with their being distraction mentioned prominently, especially Aaron Glenn right now with the Titans? What do you think?
3: Uh, Obviously, uh, it's not ideal, but here's what I'll say the way the way that uh, Dan Campbell explained it in the press conference is that it's it's a skype interview for about a half hour for about mm-hmm. thirty minutes so other than that they're completely focused on the game plan and and the game ahead of them so thirty minutes it, it, look if they can't take thirty minutes out of their their schedule to to do an interview over skype or whatever then you know, they they wouldn't be as heralded as they are. So All
2: right, let I, me ask you. I, yeah, let me, go ahead. let me, yeah, I just want to move along because i got a very tough question for you. And I, I, I'm worried that the Lions, they're starting to get a reputation for being a dirty football team. Kirby Joseph immediately comes to mind. Charlie, they hit, and sometimes they hit, and it looks like they're hitting the kill. I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a collision sport. I'm not trying to minimize it, but they're starting to hear that you know what the officials are not going to let them get away with some of the hits that they got away with the Rams. Is that fair or is that crazy? Let's hear.
3: It's crazy. It's flat out crazy. First of all, you talk, they're they're talking probably about that hit on uh, the tight end Higby or Higby, Higby or whatever. Higby, yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a couple. There's At- a couple of others though too. I mean, the guy right. the guy hits hard.
3: I mean, he just does. Yeah. And, and they're legal hits. So I, I mean, I'm just, man, it, it's, it's starting to get really frustrating about now, you, you know, it, it started with the quarterback and now it's receivers over the middle and defenseless players and all of the, it, it's like, guys, you got to slow down on limiting, you know, on limiting the defense and their ability to tackle some of these guys. That was another thing too. It's like, Some of these quarterbacks, they're running, and at the last second, they'll, you know, they're leaning forward like they're gonna fall forward when when they've been scrambling, and then they'll slide at the last minute. Well, that defender's coming from across the field, and he's already lined up to hit him. And when a player changes their direction like that, you know, these players they don't always have time to react and change their their course. So, it's it just need to slow down. It's a physical sport. If you don't like it, there's you know, flag foot, football is available at your your local YMCA. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. They get paid big money. They and that's part of it. That's part of it. All right. You work on a skyscraper. You got a chance of falling. Right. I mean, it goes with territory. So I don't want to hear it.
2: All right, let's get to the coaching carousel. We'll save Bill's Chiefs for Saturday night uh, because that game will be Sunday night, so we'll be able to talk about it in depth. But, I mean, let's stay in the state of Michigan. I mean, seriously, if the Lions win and ever got to the Super Bowl, Michigan won the national championship. Dan Campbell (laughs) and the Lions are in the Super Bowl. We don't know if they'll win or lose, but if they get there, it's going to be unbelievable. Uncharted waters. But let's start with Harbaugh here. What do you make of this, Charlie? Is he, just, is he just trying to drive up the price at Michigan? Because he's taking a pay cut at Michigan. So I don't think that's it. He's a weird duck, and there's something about him where he interviews very, very strangely. He was turned down by Denver, Minnesota. The Charger interview didn't go well. Who knows what happened in Atlanta? We could do five hours on this guy. Give me a couple minutes on Jim Harbaugh. What do you think's going to happen?
3: Well, look, look at him on the podium. He, inter- he interviews weird post-game. He uh, interviews weird pre-game. The guy is just weird. He's different, all right? So I, I don't know why people are surprised or shocked about it. I mean, I, he stands there with his mouth open like he's trying to catch flies. I, you know, <laughs> right, I, right. I, I I don't even – who cares? Do you want to win or not? You know, do you think he can help your team win or not? Who cares how he interviews He's probably doing it just just to be different. So,
2: yeah, I, I think there's something to that. All right, uh, let me ask you this question. Is Dallas making a mistake retaining McCarthy? And yes. is Philadelphia making a mistake hanging on to Sirianni? Let's hear it. Let's start with oh. Dallas. Go ahead.
3: Yes, McCarthy. McCarthy is just not the guy. He's not the guy those players don't. They just don't see it in him. I, I, he, he's a great play caller. And if you want to keep him as the OC, do that. But he's not the leader. You know, when you walk into a room full of dudes and there's there's that one guy that everybody else knows and wants to go up and talk to Mike McCarthy, ain't that guy.
2: All right. I didn't know that was a prerequisite to be the coach of the Cowboys. I happen to agree with you. Coach of any
3: team. Any team. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, he wins 12. I mean, he wins 12, 12 and 12 in Dallas. And when the clock strikes midnight, he's got Jerry Jones crying and quivering outside of uh, AT&T in Dallas. And I I thought he was a dead goner. All right. What about Nick Sirianni staying put in Philadelphia? I'm not surprised by this, but boy, Jeff Lurie, the owner, really looked mad with this past weekend. And I thought, I do not want to be Nick Sirianni Monday. I just do not want to be him. Nick Sirianni Eagles, tell me, what do you think?
3: Here's the thing with Sirianni. There's clearly something going on with that team and in that locker room. And I don't know what it is, but it's not yep. good. And he needs to get he needs to get a handle on it right away because if, if the so i i thought that he deserved a chance to get this situation whatever it is corrected and and, and maybe it's just as simple as maybe he he's got to you know get rid of a couple of players that don't fit in well with the rest of the locker room i don't know but he i think he deserves the right to at least fix that or or try to correct that situation but i'll tell you this based on what you were saying and, and I saw the same thing on TV is uh, Lurie is not happy Ooh, and I can man and and next year the first six games if he doesn't have those boys clicking I I wouldn't be surprised if Lurie cuts in midseason.
2: Well that'd be something else Charlie it's interesting. You know who I think the problem was on that team? And no one's talking about it. And by the way, I'll draw a correlation between this statement. C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott had issues this weekend. No one's going to tell me different. Burkhart and Olsen picked up on it in the Fox booth. I give them full credit. They had the guts to tell the truth. There was something dysfunctional. C.D. Lamb was pouting and Dak Prescott was pissed off. But I'll tell you the problem was that he was deactivated this weekend because of a quote-unquote injury. A.J. Brown was a cancer on the Philadelphia Eagles. He is a Michael Irvin, me guy. If he gets his, he goes home happy. A.J. Brown was a cancer. I think he's done in Philly. I do. So, hell of a player. All pro receiver. I'll take nothing away from his ability. And Jalen Hurts and he were not on the same page. And that wasn't a one-game problem. Their second half of the season was a disaster. Go ahead. Tell me. A.J.
3: Brown. You you could be right, but that's not the way I, that's not the problem I was seeing on the field. The Eagles just can't tackle and their secondary, their secondary is terrible. I mean, it's atrocious. So, so you go from the Buccaneers playing a team like the Eagles who can't tackle to a team like the lions who are being accused of tackling too hard The I mean, totally different game there, but. I yeah, AJ Brown yeah, it could be he could be the problem, but that wasn't the problem that I saw on the field because AJ Brown didn't even play. Again, you're right, the Bucs. you're right, so, and
2: I said that he was that, but but right. like I said, it wasn't just a problem this past weekend, Charlie. It was the second half of the season, and it was AJ Brown in the eye of that storm. And I and I'm I'm gonna just tell you flat out, I subscribed to the Philadelphia Inquirer and the media there. And the talk guys finally told the truth that that was at least part of the problem. And you're right. It wasn't a problem Sunday because he wasn't playing. So you're 1000% correct. But the overall chemistry and the (laughs) the overall mantra of the Eagles fell apart midseason or actually two-thirds of the way through the season. Their last six games was just an absolute disaster. Charlie, I need to have you hang over. I want to get your picks on the other side. We're coming up against the break here in a moment. I do want to get your picks, and I'll just say that ahead of time. But anyways, right. um, go ahead. You wanted to finish.
3: No, that the Eagles miss C.J. Gardner Johnson. That's who they miss on the back end of that defense. Who's now with no the question. line? No question. But you
2: have to admit there was something wrong with that team, Charlie. Not just there was, that, but yeah,
3: but it, but but there's, but there's, but it's an, it's a mentality. It's an attitude. And they lost it last year when the Eagles were playing the 49ers. They had a mentality and an attitude of getting after, it and they were punishing and they were going to hurt you. And they lost that this year on the defense somehow, some way. So you can say all you want about AJ Brown, but that doesn't fix the secondary in the Eagles' defense and their ability to tackle. And they by the way, they just Matt- were not engaged on the defense. Period. Their front four was, and after that, it was. It was Pokemon back there. It was crazy.
2: Yep. Well, here's the thing. Matt Patricia's hiring was a disaster. There was chemistry problems. There were locker room problems. Jalen Hurts looked irritated. Uh, The the wheels just came off. You you don't have to comment on this because we're up against the break. I'll do it for you. That is the job of Nick Sirianni. He knew. And Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman, the GM, they saw the dysfunction and they didn't address it. Like you said, they should have cut somebody or they should, have find some, they should have done something to just kind of reboot that team attitudinally because their attitude stunk and their approach to playing was awful, and it's a disaster. But good riddance to the Eagles. All right, Charlie, you sit tight. I want your picks. We're only going to have two minutes, so get ready. I want a quick pick All right. and then a very small comment. You hang in. We'll finish up with Charlie on the other side here. Weekend edition, Sports Byline. Right. Sports Overnight. Keep it here.
1: pricing information 800-915-9654 800-915-9654 800-915-9654 that's
2: 800-915-9654 All right, down the home stretch we go let's get right to it charlie's picks to click he's been very good this year but this is this is, this is crunch time This is, you know, you can tell me about all those early season college picks and pro picks. This is crunch time. Let's get to it, Charlie. Let's start with uh, Saturday. Texans in Baltimore, 24 degrees, sunny, a little bit breezy. Go ahead. Real quick prediction, one little comment, then we'll move on. Let's go.
3: I think Houston's going to take it.
2: Wow. I think you you and Dom, you and Dom sticking your neck out. All right, let's get to San Francisco. What do you think? Santa Clara, California. Here come the Red Hot Packers. Niners go
3: ahead. Boy, this is going to be a tough one, but I got to go with Dom's Niners on this one. I think they're going to take it. I think there's they're just going to be their defense is just good enough to to throw something a little different towards Green Bay. And I think their offense just has too many weapons.
2: All right. Let's get to the early game on Sunday. Ford Field Detroit again. Goff Mayfield Baker Mayfield Detroit Buccaneers. Give me a pick.
3: I'm taking the Lions. The leading rusher in the week six game Buccaneers versus the Lions was Craig Reynolds for the Detroit Lions, 10 carries and 15 yards. Now, why is that important? Because David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs did not play in that game, along with Ragnow, Taylor Deckers and about six other guys. So. The Lions are going to be a completely different game or team this week. I know Tampa Bay has improved as well, but Detroit takes it home. They're going to put pressure, rattle Baker. They're going to get it done.
2: All right, fifteen seconds. Bills, Chiefs. Give me a quick pick, and then say
3: I I've, I've been hard on the Bills all week. They're going to uh, Josh Allen's going to right the ship. Uh, take care of Patrick Holmes at home.
2: Good job, Charlie. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Good job. Charlie Gibbons, part of Fifth Quarter Takeover. Dominic Jimenez is off tomorrow. Daniel Ogden will be in. We've got a special guest tomorrow, which I'll tell you about. Bob G. from Brooklyn, New York. Wait till you hear this interview tomorrow at 6.37 Eastern time. For the whole crew, I'm Marty Terrell. Adios from Sports Byline and Sports Overnight.